When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're talking real money. We have met the enemy, and they are us. We are often our own worst enemy in a lot of ways. You know, we like to blame the uh, financial services industry for all the terrible advice they give to get you to do things that are not good for you. But the deal is you end up being the one who's doing them. It's your brain that is guiding you into bad decisions. Welcome to Talking Real Money, the podcast and the radio show. The radio show first, then the podcast. I'm Don McDonald in beautiful, uh, chilly Florida. That's Tom Cock in gray. Seattle? Does it look gray? Ilya, it looks gray. It's like early May, they said this year. Uh, it'll be it's so nice up then. a little bit then. Okay. Uh, we're here to try and help you deal with money, and you can call us and talk with us about it at 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. But let me just go back to the point I'm trying to make, Tom. We are not good at making financial decisions. We make bad ones all the time despite the fact that we are supposed to be the smartest creature on the planet. And part of the reason why is people don't want to talk about money, generally. It's not a topic. I grew up in this environment where it was considered not a not suitable topic for the dinner table. And basically everything else was, by the way. Sex? Um, a lot of debate. No, not sex. But that Okay, good. I was going to say, okay. sex is the one that, you know, you're not supposed to talk yeah, about in polite company. Yeah. Money always, always uh, confused me. But why is something so essential to our daily functioning, and I mean all of us, including children to some degree, why is that a taboo? Well, and this comes from a piece written by Annie Nova, who is a CNBC personal finance reporter. Uh this is a great quote. She quotes a psychoanalyst who said, when we don't talk about money, we're shielding ourselves from knowing reality. She added, I find people are more private about money than their sex life. And uh, money, she added, is a very important point of contact with reality. That we all have fantasies about things. I have a fantasy that I live in Florida and Don lives here. No, that's, that's not No, right. you don't. You, uh, Arizona. You have the Arizona I, I, fantasy. True. Especially this time of year. Um that we, but we just don't ever get around to it, or we just avoid it. We figure out a way to never talk about it, and you need to. I know you're not a believer in New Year's resolutions, but people should add this nope. to their list of things they're going to do to improve. It doesn't have to be a resolution, right. but things to make better. But in the reality is, if they've been listening to us for more than a year, they should have done this a year ago when we told them last time. And you don't have to do it every day. With my spouse, it's two times a year, generally. Generally, although we just had another 
<clears throat> second discussion recently about the spending side of the equation. Uh, and we've agreed, by the way, no unnecessary purchases in January. We'll see how that works out. But so, <laughs> twice, twice a year we get together, we go through the spreadsheet. She says, that looks good. I can spend that much. And I say no. And then six months go by. So that's that. But it's a good topic to raise and kind of get into the things that are good and bad and need to be improved upon. But you need to have that discussion with people in your life, including other generations, I would say, as well, which is I've tried to do well with my children to discuss money. It should be out there. It's a topic that shouldn't be buried. Let's put it that way. It shouldn't be buried. Yeah. And, and there was a great article uh, about kind of getting yourself in, in money shape in the Wall Street Journal recently. It's called Trick Your Brain into Being oh, Better yeah. with Money. I love money. that piece. Yeah, it's good. And and basically, it said some it, it was some really good stuff about getting money under control, the, the spending side of things, the bill paying side. This isn't investing. This is uh, about about simplifying your bills that you 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 go to your credit card company and your other you, you get everybody to give you a bill date that's that works for your schedule you set everything up on auto pay i love this one set aside they call it a financial health day it's a day or a time a, a period of time on a regular basis where you look at your financial situation and you 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 go and cancel some subscriptions that ah. you haven't used in a long today, time actually yeah. or you go through the bills and go oh you know i could pay a little more on this one mm. and because the interest rate's high and i might end up in better shape Love and it. they and they say make it a party make it a make it an event Ooh. go literally go spend a little money at your coffee shop and get yourself a, a, See, a money a holiday latte it's a different what? drink. If it's a party for me, it's a different. Oh, uh, maybe yeah, that's part well, of the trouble. But, uh, yeah, if you do bourbon in the middle of the day, you're probably going to make some bad financial decisions. You'll fall asleep and you won't but spend the money. It's you know, it's really all about changing the way our brain works, and we can do that. Eight five five nine three five. Talk. Tom and Don are talking real money. In medicine, a second opinion might save your life. With investing. A second opinion might save your future. The trick is getting one without a high-pressure sales pitch. Well, I'm Don McDonald, and if you've been listening to Talking Real Money, you know that our goal is to help everyone create a brighter future by investing and managing money better. That's why, in addition to helping everyone on our show and podcast, we are also committed to making our 100% fiduciary advisors at Appella available to help everyone make the best financial decisions based on science. So if you're being pitched a financial product or a system, make sure you get a second opinion with no cost, no obligation, and no annoying sales pitch by going to TalkingRealMoney.com or call 800-386-3004. That's 800-386-3004 or TalkingRealMoney.com. Your guides to a really great financial future. Don are talking real money. A better path to a brighter financial future is just seconds away. It's right at hand on your little phone thing. that they, We call it a phone. I think it's a computer. Uh, call us at 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. Very much like Kenny did. Kenny, welcome to Talking Real Money. Hey, guys. How you doing? It's... Uh... I've been a long-time listener for about, oh, actually probably about three years. 
and uh, I need some advice from you guys. I'm I, uh, going to give you a little bit of a background here. Uh, about a year and a half ago, I was diagnosed with cancer, and um, I appear to be in remission right now and won't really know uh, the end result of it for still a couple of more months. And if I'm not cancer-free, I'm facing about three, uh, about three months of uh, radiation. And so um, my wife doesn't do a very good job with her finances. And so during the time I moved my 401k that I have into a, uh, a bond fund because of all the uncertainty. And my question is, when I'm through with all of this, uh, my cancer treatment and I'm cancer free and stuff, would you guys recommend that I get back in the in the uh, target date fund, which is what Fidelity had me in? Uh, you know, first of all, Kenny, um, our blessings to you and our prayers with you for your illness. And I hope you feel better in the coming months. I hope you're in remission. That Just yeah, the heck with that other yeah. stuff. But here's the thing. Um, well, you know, and I, underst- yeah, I okay. understand about the uncertainty of your life. I get Your that. health, totally. yes. Your health. Yeah. I mean, it's all on that. Um, but yes. I do question a bit because a target date fund is designed to give you the proper balance um, for you, for your wife, whatever, moving forward. Here's the reason I wouldn't move to a bond fund and then back out. Because what happens if the okay. next three months or six months are the greatest three or six months? I mean, of the stock market returns. Look what happened to all those people that bailed out of the middle of this last year. They missed one of the great. I mean, small okay. cap stocks were up twelve percent in December alone. This is the problem with sort of timing. Oh. Now, again, your emotions around this totally understand that. But if it was my money, and I've not never been in your position, but if it was my money, and I allow Don to have his opinion. Um, I would not move from the target date fund. Yeah, and okay, here's so the reality: you because you're saying you're saying in essence, if I am experiencing chemo and I can't make great decisions, my wife isn't going to be able to time the market in my absence. Well, we don't want you to time. We don't want her to time the market or you to time the market. If you're, as Tom well, said, if you're well, in a target date fund, you're in the right mix for you probably or something very close to it. Okay. Okay. Well, what I was gonna what I was mentioning is that. My wife doesn't do very good with money at all, and so she wouldn't move anything around. She would just wait to to have, you know, whatever happens to me if I pass on, and then she would probably figure out what to do with the money. I took it out of the target date fund, and um, I currently um, am in a bond fund with uh, Fidelity. But and see, the thing I don't understand years. is why did you take it out of the target date fund? Because she doesn't have to, if you're not around anymore, she doesn't have to make any decisions. She could just leave it there. I guess one of the reasons why was because was because uh, the uh, Fidelity target date fund was doing so horrible at the beginning of the year. Oh, and no, I just no, 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 your your illness and it's your not just your brain it's everybody's brain we all have this problem we think something is doing badly when in fact it has already done badly and if you sell it after it's done badly that's like closing the barn door after the horse got out and when you're in this situation both with your health and as somebody who's feeling this way about markets moving money around you're a great candidate for a fee only 100 percent fiduciary advisor i really think you probably need one my friend you gotta okay yeah i'm 
You can't do well, this I, to yourself. I guess my question. Okay, well, I guess my question is for you guys: is that when I am, I, I won't know for a couple months if I'm still cancer free, and I'm at the best hospital in Seattle, and um, they seem to think that they can get it all, even if it's with radiation. Mm-hmm. So my question is: when everything is done and over with. Would you guys recommend that I just put it back in the target date fund and just keep it there? Because I am still, um, I still am, I still am putting money in my 401k. I've never stopped. I would suggest that you put it back in the target date fund Tuesday. Okay. Not that's wait. what I will do. I would absolutely do it on Tuesday because you're going potentially you're going to leave money on the table. And remember, stocks go up or have anyway in the past more than they've gone down, especially month by month. It's like eight out of 12 months a year on average. They go up and forth. So, yes, I would be in the proper asset allocation all the time. And again, due to your wife's sort of inattention, money, whatever, disinterest. I think, again, you should have an advisor because, again, if something happens to you, you're going to need a person there to make sure she is going to be okay. Thanks so much for the okay. call, Kenny. We really appreciate it, and we okay. wish you, truly, we wish you all the best with your uh, your, your okay. treatment or hopefully okay. remission. Thank you, guys. you, Thank you are sir. very yeah. welcome. 855-935-TALK. Linda, you're next. Welcome to Talking Real Money. Hi. I have a bond fund question. Bond fund. Um bond. Okay. <laughs> My advisor ha- has suggested that I buy Wesmere Schroeder taxable bond ladder. But what can you tell me about that, that fund? Can, can you spell it for me? I've never heard of it. <laughs> oh, well, it's a, it's a, I think it's a Charles uh, Schwab. Can you give um, me the, you spell the name Westmere? Yeah. W-E-S? W-W-A-S- a West M-E-R, okay. M-E-R. And then Schroeder. Mm-hmm. And the and the rest of the name? It's a Well they they said it's a uh one to ten year taxable bond ladder fund. Okay. Taxable yeah, bond ladder. I mean ladder. again, and Don's looking it up, but I will say this before he even looks into it. Um here's the thing about bonds. We mentioned this recently. Uh, that everything we know about fixed income basically says, you know, be diversified, uh, keep your durations short to intermediate term, and keep your costs low. Part two for me, and I think I even recommended the Vanguard fund over other products. Vanguard deals with more bonds than anybody else in the world. Yeah, I know what he's looking at to get excited. Vanguard's done a great job with their bond fund. I think they've had they own almost none that have ever defaulted. They're careful. And so people like Wasmir Schroeder have people there that are figuring out what's ahead in the bond market. Vanguard does none of that kind of work. They just say, we're going to own, this is in their index products, we're going to own the market. So I personally have always just said, I'll take that approach rather than the aforementioned Wasmir Schroeder. Don? Wasmir, and the, the, as Tom mentioned in the previous hour, previous podcast, the most Telling indicator, the best way to determine which bond fund is likely to do the best is the fee. Fees matter more than anything when it comes to bonds because they yield so little anyway. 
I mean, if you're getting a 5% yield on bonds overall, you're doing quite well. And But, but if you have a, a, a fee of a half a percent, that is 10% of your return. Gone. And how much is WASMIR? WASMIR Schroeder's bond ladder strategies start at 0.55% per year, which for a bond strategy is outrageously expensive. And I had mentioned a bond fund where you can get it for 0.03. No comparison This is silly. And and if you want a ladder, Schwab has a CD laddering tool that is free, and you can create your own ladder of CDs. 855-935-TALK. are talking real money. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. And, and we don't mean to be holidays are over apparently <laughs> harsh, but the fact yeah. is that people are selling. The, everybody is out there trying to sell something. We are too. Yep. I mean, it's true. But what we're telling you is, if you're going to go do this on your own, that Wasmer Schroeder is not likely. Not likely. Could they? Yes. But they're not likely to give you enough of an additional return at the same level of risk. Thank you. That you're going to get with a cheaper product. Of risk. That's the right. part people over have a tendency to forget. Yeah. And uh, those are expensive ladders. Uh, I, I'm a big fan of ladders, by the way. I, I Tom is more the fun guy, and I yeah. like the ladders. Uh, and and I, I have bond funds, and I have a, a CD ladder through Schwab using their CD laddering tool. I'm more and, of a hook guy than the – you're the ladder guy. I'm the uh, hook yeah, guy, so. yeah, yeah. You're the guy driving the back of that hook and I ladder like truck. It's all over the road. Yeah. You're screaming at people. I'd oh, wait, yelling. that's you just driving a car. Okay, I remember now. 855-935-TALK. Call us. We love talking with you. We really love trying to help you get this right so that you end up with more money, not Wasmer Schroeder or whomever. Tommy, you're next. Welcome to Talking Real Money. Yeah, hi. Hey, Tommy. Um, I'm uh, 58 years old, and uh, I'm uh, getting um, want, uh, ready to retire when I turn 65 and have about $500 a month extra every month. I'm gonna thinking about putting that into uh, CDs or something that's not taxable that would affect my income. What what do you uh, advise? I get like about twelve to fourteen hundred a month. Okay, wait a minute. Is twelve to fourteen hundred a month your income, Tommy? Um, that part of it is um, it's um, is um, it's it's roughly a thousand forty a month cash. Okay, how much is your how much is your your total monthly income? Rough ballpark figure. Uh, um, eleven, maybe twelve. Hundred. Yeah. Okay. Then why are you worried about taxes? Five hundred a month out of that into a. Uh, if you can save five hundred a month out of that, you are amazing. Well. Yeah. But let me. The, the the most important question I can ask you, Tommy, is this. Why would you be concerned about taxes when you're essentially in a zero tax bracket? 
Exactly. Um, I want to use, use caution in my institute. Uh, would it be okay to say that? Yeah, but the fact is you don't need to worry about taxes. How, you're 58 years old, and you have how long? Let's see, six, seven, seven years, years before you're going to retire. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so what you want is a moderate Well, we portfolio. don't know what you want. We don't Probably. know. Because well, we don't know you. We don't know how much yeah, money you how, I'm guessing. How, how big a part of this your retirement is, how much you need growth, how much risk you're willing to, how much volatility you're willing to accept, all those things. Got to know that first before I tell you grow, run off, and buy fixed income of any type. Or just, I... Would it be advisable to put it all into one account? Yes. Yes. You you want it all in one place. And, and, And honestly, the simplest strategy, when you're talking just 500 a month, I mean, but it is a sizable portion of your net worth. I mean, how much other money do you have invested, Tommy? Um, none. None. Okay. None. There we go. I, then I, I'm honestly thinking that just a very simplistic, generalized direction that I might take with almost anybody who's saying, I want to put 500 a month away and I want to have a little bit, I want some, I want to make some money on it. I don't want to worry too much about it. If you promise not to pay attention to it, I think you probably ought to look at something like a 2030 target date fund. We're on the same page. The Vanguard 2030 target date fund, put that 500 in there every single month. And don't yep. worry about it. And don't worry about it. Stocks and bonds in it gives you some growth, hopefully in the next seven years, and at a very low cost. And it'll it'll probably pardon me? You call it the Vanguard twenty thirty? Yeah, let me get you the symbol for that, okay? This is one fund that holds a mix of stocks and bonds. It will reduce his exposure to stocks as you get older, Don. Yeah, and I'm trying to type as fast as my bad typing two fingers can go. And Morningstar's incredibly slow servers. Vanguard 2030 is a VTHRX. VTHRX. Tom and Don are talking real money. Reality Radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. And this is the last show of 2023. You're not crying or something, are you? Oh, come it's on. A, it's a big one. You're not the type. No, I don't really care. No. You know what? Next weekend, it'll be the first show of 2024. <laughs> exactly. So, As you said, you draw a line first the show. first of September. It doesn't really matter. It'll be the first show of the rest of our lives. Well, today's the first show of the rest of our lives because never mind. Anyway, that's too deep for me. I can't get that deep. It just is uncomfortable. 855-935-TALK is our phone number. 855-935-8255. And Steve, you're next. Welcome to Talking Real Money. Hey, guys. Um, My wife and I recently, well, back in May, sold our house. And uh, when all was said and done and the dust settled, we're left with about $3 million. We're going to need that money, uh, a good portion of it, to pay capital gains taxes in April and pretty much the rest of it in 2024 to build a new house. In the meantime, beginning in June, I've been buying three-month treasuries. Uh, I bought in June and then 
they matured in August. I bought another in September that matured in December, and I just bought another three-month uh, uh, set. My question is, is there something, and the treasuries are paying about 5.5. Uh, is there is there something better I could do with the money on a short term and in a relatively uh, safe environment than treasuries? Uh, first of all, congratulations on the home sale uh, and congratulations on figuring out that tax because you want to know what that's going to be and when you need to pay it. That's very important. But the three-month trade, that's been a great trade. I mean, I'm not a trader, but I mean, that has been, if you read the, the papers, that's been a terrific trade for people looking for short-term money to make five percent on something like that is awesome i know of nothing else nope. that is paying that today nor do i expect it in the next six months I, well i'm not a predictor anyway but i don't know where else you could go and get that kind of return it's been awesome the only thing i might do is yeah. for the money if you're going to buy or build another house figure out when that might happen oh that's true and maybe go with a slightly longer maturity just in case so have a hedge. You got the shorter stuff for when the taxes True. are due and then slightly longer for when you're going to build the house just so you don't have to play this getting in every three months. You just lock the rate down. But isn't the, the longer uh, longer term treasuries seem to be paying lower than the three months treasuries? That's why. Weird. Because yeah. the expectation is that rates are going to go down faster at the short end. Uh, so they're saying if we're going to lock you up, we're, we're going to lock up, we're going to lock up at a lower rate. So and it's not that much lower. It's like two tenths of a percent or something. I was going to say three tenths, but yeah, the, yeah, the two, arbitrage two, isn't much there. So no. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the yield curve is inverted uh, and has been for a very long time, but that is because the expectation is for some softening or at least quieting of the economy enough that the Fed doesn't have to raise short-term rates and might even ease up a little. And if they ease up at the short end, then that's going to be immediately reflected in the one and the three-month treasuries much faster, and the six will hold for a little while longer. So I would do that. I, I just kind of like the not playing the interest rate game and uh, taking the guesswork out of it because there is some uncertainty. It's not huge. It's not. It's a minor. How thing. much are you spending on the new place? If we can ask, it'll be somewhere in the neighborhood of two, two point two. Be great if you can invite us over after it's done. Well, no, just, see that. no just sell your house, Tom. <laughs> Mine is not worth two million dollars. Oh, never mind then. Sorry. You don't. It's wow. He's got a nicer house than you. Indeed, wow. he does, and that does not surprise me. Steve, all right. congratulations well, on all thanks, that. Thanks, Steve, so, very happy much. New year. And yeah. we all wish right. you well. Thank have you a guys. great New Year. All right, eight five five nine three five talk eight five five nine three five eight two five five. Give us a call. And and again, it's not a big deal. I'm just no. saying, I, I, if you if you want a little bit more certainty, then you take the slightly lower yield. There's a reason it's lower, um, and you just lock it up so you don't. You don't get disappointed in three months, and you're down at 4.5. Which is kind of likely, but we don't know for sure. But it, it's only, no, it's kind of possible. Yeah. It's it, kind of, right. we yeah. don't know. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, that's the thing. And getting it's, five on those three, I mean, that's I know. Awesome. That's, that's a great rate. It is, yeah. So. And, and, and you know that uh, given the current environment, getting much more than that 
is unlikely. And and the only way to get more is to take more risk. Indeed. And, and we don't even think taking more risk is going to get you any more. Not so, much. Uh, not for a short period of time. 855-935-TALK. Give us a call. We'd love to try and help you manage money better and uh, make some of those decisions that, well, are not always easy to make. Tom and Don are talking real money. Do me a favor. Grab your latest investment statements if you know where they are. How many do you have? A lot? How many different investments are in each statement? A bunch? Do you own individual stocks, bonds, sector funds, and stuff you don't understand? Yeah, I thought so. I'm Don McDonald, and I'm pretty sure you have a case of hodgepodgeitis. But don't worry, it's not terminal and can be cured. But it takes three things. A bit of time, some fiduciary guidance, and a plan. There's a problem, though. Most financial advisors can't or won't provide any of those. That's where we come in. Tom and I will provide you the help you need to overcome hodgepodgeitis in a free, no-obligation meeting with an Appella advisor at TalkingRealMoney.com. So scan or take a picture of all those pages you gathered, then go to TalkingRealMoney.com, click on Meet an Advisor, and set up a free appointment online or by phone when it's convenient for you. Let us sort through the mess and help you get started on a better, simpler future plan. Just go to TalkingRealMoney.com or call 800-386-3004. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. 855-935-8255. That's a really powerful telephone number because it brings you, it whisks you over the airwaves to our ears where you can ask us questions and we will answer them. May not always be the answer you want, but most of the time it's the answer you need. 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. Give us a call. We've got time in this last show of the year. You know, um, it's not... <laughs> No, it's not Christmas anymore. I got anymore. a great story I can tell, but you go ahead. You got something? No, else no, I've got something. a really. Yeah. This one's All a right. holiday, but ongoing kind of thing. Yep. You know, these days I've always said to, to I say to Debbie all the time, let's just not buy any more gifts and give people gift cards. It's so it much makes easier. more sense in some ways. Then, then they get what though. they want. Yeah, it I is know. personal. You yeah. get to pick the store. Oh, okay. Wow. So anyway, but I did not know that somebody had come up with a way to rip off brand new gift cards. God. Yeah. This is, it's so simple, and yet it's so easy. Here's what they're doing. They're going to, you know those racks you go into Target or Walgreens or whatever the store is, and they have a big old rack of gift cards. Now, you want to go where they move a lot of gift cards. So a Walmart or a Target's probably good. Sure. Walk in there with a hundred. You go in there. What you do is you go into the store. Now, if you take those gift cards, they're not worth anything. They have to be activated at the store. Yeah. So you can walk out with 100 gift cards, and they're not going to do a doggone thing. Well, some clever thieves realize that if you take the gift cards, you take pictures of the gift cards or write down their numbers, and Ah. you scratch off that little uh, pin number that activates the card, and you write that down. Then you take the cards back into the store, you put them back on the rack, and some unsuspecting person takes them to the cashier, gets it activated, and then your scammer is running those card numbers until they're active. 
The minute you activate the card, now they have access to your number. It's the number that's valuable. It is not the card. All that matters. Yeah, of course. They have your number and the PIN, uh, and they can instantly drain the card. You can actually move it. Uh, my, I gave my daughter a Starbucks card. She moved it to her Starbucks card. Right. And they yeah. can instantly the, she, yeah, right. do Moved that and put yeah. it on their thing mm-hmm. or right. or yeah. buy something and return it or whatever it might be. And this is being done a lot. Wow. Lately, they uh, in, uh, in uh, a Target store in Virginia, they found a guy um, who had put 280 gift cards on the rack. And 280. 280. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you put $100 on those, $50 on them. Pretty soon you're you know talking real real money i knew that was coming yes yeah uh-huh. they're the, the <laughs> you sometimes think if these guys worked as hard as they Doing work that, on the yeah. scams mm-hmm. then they yeah. could they could really be rich um working real be jobs be that creative but too anyway yeah. it's what you need to do if you're going to buy a gift card now great another thing you have to do which is when what? you pick it up off the rack make turn sure it, it over okay yeah that's and make point. sure the code has not been scratched off if the code has been scratched off let the store know who even thinks of that yeah, i thank you. would have never thought of that yeah. i apparently do not have a very good criminal mind <laughs> Yeah, sorry for that. Uh, wow, that's quite a story. Um, you know, we, we mentioned a little earlier that uh, this piece about sort of money lessons from 2023 from this uh, uh, CNBC reporter. This is something that you've brought up in the past. I think it's great stuff um, about money struggles, right, that you get into a place sometimes where you have to spend a little less. I've Life been has there. to adjust. Yeah, I've been there. Um, and, in fact, this came up in a recent conversation in my house because we all went to see Boys in the Boat, which I greatly enjoyed. And I didn't just greatly enjoy it because... And it's a big money movie, too. It, like, I mean, this is, uh, you know... A it's some boys feature in film. a boat. Yeah, I know. Okay, It's the story of boys who but row a boat. How often do you hear <laughs> bow down to Washington twice in one film? Like, never. Uh, lots of pictures a of Seattle. A statement that is only significant... To our friends in the Seattle listening well, audience. Kind of in the highlight right now because, well, by the time this becomes a podcast, it'll be over. But the Washington Huskies are playing for the national championship in football, which, as you may know, is a big which, sport. Which date is that? That would be just, uh, January 1st. Is it January 1st? Oh, yeah, yeah we will have aired. At this night. One, anyway. this, the game will be over by the time yeah, this turns into will. a podcast. So, but yeah. anyway, okay, the point of the matter was the film is about a young man, young men that come out of the Great Depression with nothing and become this great rowing team. And I don't want to be, spoiler alert, win oh, you, the Olympics wait, in 1936. you got a money angle in there. Yeah, oh yeah, I the got a The Depression thing. No, okay. I, okay, but here's, it, it, which, and again, this is, and they go up against the Ivy League schools, all these rich kids, et cetera. You get the point. But what I was telling my daughter was they underplayed for me the Great Depression because if you read the book, the central character, a guy named Joe Rantz, as a teenager, went out and lived on his own, was eating basically nothing. And they showed his shoe with the hole in it that he put newspaper in and how di- and went to Hooverville, how difficult all this was. And I can remember my father, whose dad kept his job, 
but had, used to have friends who worked with them at the railroad who would lost their jobs, come by and get something to eat at night. People forget how difficult it was. And at one point in the film, the guy says to the coach, don't mess this up. I need this job. And I was thinking, how often do we ever hear that anymore? I need this. Nobody says that. But the point was, we forget because people, this gets back to the stocks part. How difficult it all was in 2008. How close we were to another situation like this. In fact, my friend, you and I, both of our jobs were affected by the Great Recession, right? We, you think? We got I mean, let I go got, by a firm. We got really? let go by Merriman, yep. Yep. and my antique map company Boom, went broke. Went goodbye, yeah. And my house value went down, I mean... At a time that I had just gotten married, at a time where I had a new child. I mean, this was not an easy time. No. So I was trying to tell her, people just forget these things. And they forget them about the stock market, too, because the market went down by 50% because the future looked very bleak. So when you're investing, when you're doing any of these things, you got to think about the longer haul and how tight is it. It's not easy to get a job that it's pays not well for a easy long time. for the short term that's exactly but right when you have a long-term perspective you look you look backward and you go that wasn't as bad as it felt at the time oh and it was it felt felt bad. bad it was really bad in fact not only did my business go down and my house value go down and i lost a job but i was also on the hoa board my homeowners right. association were, board yeah. when we had uh, like 25% of the homeowners delinquent on their dues wow. and Couldn't we pay. were struggling to pay the bills. Mm, you know, we were yeah. begging for people to pay their HOA bills because they were hurting their neighbors. It was like, don't pay Comcast, pay us. Yeah. Not an easy time. But the, the point is you have to, at times, adjust your lifestyle. You have to think, as Don just said, long term i got to keep doing be consistent about the things you're doing through the good times and the bad times. by the way it got so bad that don agreed to go into business with me i mean that's how bad it really was right y yeah. i can remember oh, the trip my. to florida in the middle of the summer yeah and you going what start our he actually company? came here in the I summer did. you could see how desperate desperation I was. <laughs> exactly. uh, but there again patience persistence adjusting flexibility yeah all flexibility. of those things all of those things led us from failure to a high degree of success i think that's true then it, at that moment i wouldn't have said that was on the horizon that we we're going to end up Me where we neither. are today no i way. mean literally i was thinking about selling the house but we didn't have that much equity left um and we'd owned it for a long time 855-935-TALK. We still have a little time left in the last show of the year. I'm Don. That's Tom. We're talking real money. Tom and Don are talking real money. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. As you know, when you got last year, last I, show of the year, this is it. I'm going to yep. make a major announcement here. Oh, no. I wasn't going to, but I'm going to go ahead oh, and do please it anyway. don't. No, don't. I, don't. I don't know. You scare me when you say stuff like I that. I will be back in 2024. Oh, and so everybody everybody was so worried Exhale you wouldn't be. Exhale if you're kidding. Okay. All right. All right Susie Orman. Yeah. Susie Orman is always handing out advice. Always. <laughs> you know, her latest ever. advice is that about retirement savings. Oh, yeah. Well, about living in retirement, that the 4% rule is very dangerous, Susie well, says. Well, because in 2022, you lost so much money that it doesn't work anymore, right? Yeah. And this is the problem with pop advice. 
Thank you. And that's what this is. This is pop advice. Susie Orman, Dave Ramsey, they're pop advice kind of people. They, they don't really, do it for a living. They do not manage people's money. No, that's a and, very important and, difference. And when it comes right down to it, they when it comes to investing and really planning and building a retirement, nope. they, they have a rich person's perspective. They know that's how rich people point. do it. They're yeah. rich. It's easy. Uh, you think Susie Orman has to worry about the 4% rule? Yeah. Uh-huh. No. No, she keeps most of her money in government uh, debt. Because she told me she, I met her she's screen. so rich, it doesn't matter. She's exactly. not trying to build well, any wealth. She doesn't like the volatility of the stock market either. Which well, there you go, because, so. you know, she's so rich, she doesn't have to worry. Anyway, but if you want real advice on, on taking income in retirement, on building the wealth you need for retirement without buying government bonds, which aren't going to make you much, if you want to find out the, the best ways to live in retirement, how to make the most of Medicare and Social Security and all those kinds of things, really get an education, a true education on retirement. Go to Retire Meet, which is coming up in February of 2024. February 24th, 2024 at the Maiden Bower. Get your calendar, circle that date. As Don said, go to the websites, sign up now. Early bird tickets are on sale. And if you sign up now, you get the free Talking Real Money mug that you can use that day, which is kind of cool. Don Talking Real Money on one side, stay, stay calm, calm and retire yeah. strong on the other side. You know, the most popular speakers last year, among them were Kevin Peterson, who speaks on Medicare, always a hot topic. Uh, Paul Merriman is back again. He's back, and Paul Merriman's back. Weston Wellington from Dimensional Funds. This is always an incredibly well-attended session. So, well, Don's already said well, it. The whole well thing sold out anyway. Yeah. So it's one day. Not this year, though. Not yet. Not yet. No. So go to retiremeet.com. There's Retiremeet 10, 10th anniversary of something that I said 10 years ago would not work. Um, well, and it almost didn't. That's true. With our keynote speaker being Jim Zorn. Sorry, Jim. Are we bringing J Jim Zorn back for the 10th anniversary? <laughs> he's too busy coaching in the NFL. Oh, no, he's not. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> he said that at the time he was going to get an, I don't know, I'm going to get another job in the NFL. Mm -hmm. After we asked him not to talk about football. He spent the whole thing minutes. was about football. So he was tossing a football to the he crowd. Was. He was showing people his ring. I don't Super Bowl ring. Yeah, that must have been it. February 24th, Maidenbauer Center. Sign up now. Investing Russell in Wilson will be there this year. He's looking for something. He's looking we for work. We can't cover the 85 mil, but we'll see if we can bring him in. Uh, so sign up. Join us. It's going to be a fun day. Don's coming all the way up from Florida. Something to look forward to. Register yeah, I now. i got to go book those tickets, too. You do. Yeah. Debbie's coming. I love it. Good. Really? I have a picture of Debbie, Aria, and Danielle sitting in the front row from a few years back, right there in the front. So hopefully uh -huh. they'll be there again. Since Aria the was Aria was literally handcuffed to the chair. I think she might still be there. We might his, want to go let her his out. His daughter. She was how old? She's how old now? 16? Yeah. She'll, well, she'll be so, 16 by the time of next retirement. meet. So. so she was about 13 then. I think so. Something like that. Yeah. And Probably so not therefore, a great day you for did her. have her shackled to the chair because there's no way a 13-year-old is sitting through that. We should so, ask her uh, what she learned. Probably not it, much. Yeah, she didn't. Yeah, Go get your tickets now. RetireMeet.com. Spell it either way. RetireMeet.com. The opinions and views expressed on this podcast were current on the date recorded. Opinions, estimates, forecasts, and statements of financial market trends that are based on current market conditions constitute our judgment and are subject to change without notice, including any forward-looking estimates or statements which are based on certain expectations and assumptions. Although information and opinions given have been obtained from or based on sources believed to be reliable, no warranty or representation is made as to their correctness, completeness, or accuracy. 
Information presented on the podcast is not personalized investment advice from Appella Wealth. The views and strategies described may not be suitable for everyone. This podcast does not identify all the risks, direct or indirect, or other considerations which might be material to you when entering any financial transaction. Past performance does not guarantee future results, and profitable results cannot be guaranteed. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for informational, educational, and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. The podcast is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Appella Wealth, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Please see Appella Wealth's ADV Part 2A on our website for information regarding Appella's fees and services. Appella Capital, LLC, DBA Appella Wealth, is an investment advisory firm registered with the Securities and Exchange Commission. The firm only transacts business in the states where it is properly registered or excluded or exempt from registration requirements. Registration with the SEC or any state securities authority does not imply a certain level of skill or training. Appella does not provide tax or legal advice, and nothing either stated or implied here should be inferred as providing such advice. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and important disclosure related to performance of any specific index or fund quoted in this podcast. And the lawyers get richer.